get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. On 101 ESPN. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend and the editor-in-chief of Baseball America. He is J.J. Cooper joining us here on the show. J.J., we appreciate the time, as always, my friend. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm gassed, i got to be honest. This is the uh, biggest week of the year for us. It's a great week. Just got back from L.A., um, not a whole lot of sleep, a lot of fun. But, yeah, it's, it's nice that we are coming. We've got the draft. We had the Futures game. We had the All-Star game. Now we're, now we're on to the second half of the season. JJ, uh, as a quick recap of the draft here in St. Louis, I, I think that the Cardinals just sorted their draft list based on who has a left-handed swing or a left-handed pitcher because that's pretty much what they went with for their, like, their first six picks. What did you think of their draft this year? Was there anything about it that stood out to you? Yeah, um, actually, we're working on, uh, for the magazine and for the website, five drafts we like, and actually singled out the Cardinals as one we like, because we do look at where you pick. Obviously, the Cardinals didn't pick till pick 22, and with that, they got arguably the best pitcher in college baseball this year in Cooper Jerpy. Um, what I would say, you, as you're right, left-handers is, is a key thing. The other thing that I would say is college aces – who, if you said what's left on the to-do list, it's at a little bit more velocity. Cooper Jerpy, Pete Hansen, Mac Radic, those are guys who were absolutely consistent, reliable, successful college pitchers. The reasons that they weren't top 10, top 15 picks, top 20 picks, was because they don't light up the radar gun. Well, that would it seems backwards. It used to be that we thought, oh, okay, so you draft – guys for velocity, and then you develop their control, their secondaries, all that. What we've seen in recent years is MLB teams do a really good job of developing velocity. We actually did a study on this up at BaseballAmerica.com a week ago, and the average college pitcher drafted in the top 100 picks, college starter, I should say, gains between a mile and two miles an hour as a pro. If Jerpy, if Hanson, if Rajik do that, they're all guys who already know how to pitch, already have feel, already have command. They could all really be something. And I think it's reasonable to think that at least a couple of those guys have a chance to do so. 
That's interesting. And then, JJ, the other thing from this weekend was the Futures game where it seems two Cardinals prospects really uh, had a lot of eyes opened if they already weren't open to these players. Mason Wynn with his uh, flamethrower arm at the shortstop position. And then from everything that we've heard, Jordan Walker seems to have impressed once again in front of a lot of people's eyes from the Futures game. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, so we, had, we, have, we do a Baseball America prospect hat on the day before the Futures game. So we have all the prospects come in. We interview them, do things like that. And we had Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn. We decided to do their interview together. They came in together. and was like, you know what? You guys are teammates. You guys are friends. Let's do it together. And I want to credit Jordan Walker because when we asked about Mason Wynn's arm, which we've been writing about for quite a while, that this is arguably the best arm, infield arm in baseball. Everyone got to see that on Saturday. Jordan is the one who kind of, Hey, Mason, you know, we've been talking about this. He kind of got Mason going, and Mason's like, hey, you know, I know the record's 97.9, O'Neill Cruz. I might as well go out there and break it. I might as well go out there and throw 100. Now, let's just think about this for a second. That would be the equivalent of a pitcher coming in and saying, you know what? I know that Aroldis Chapman has the velocity record at 105.8. I think I can beat that. Okay, that's saying something. But then to say, you know what? I just so why why don't I go out and throw 108? Because that's really what we're talking about here. He didn't just break it. The record was 97.9. He threw a ball across the infield at 100.5. That's that's shattering it at a level that kind of defies belief. I- the thing about Mason Wynn that's so interesting is we've always known about the arm, right? Like, J.J., you, you guys have been writing about this forever. We've heard about it from the Cardinals. He was a, a two-way prospect there for a bit, and there were some questions mm-hmm. about whether or not he was going to be on the mound again. Well, now the tool seems to be coming around a bit. What have you made about him as a prospect in his development thus far? How, how far has he come along in terms of the hitting department? He's among our top 100 prospects now, which tells you something. Like, we think of him as one of the better prospects in the game. You (laughs) Defensively at shortstop, shortstop to me, shortstop and third base, when you say, okay, he has a really strong arm, you see that in outfielders, and it's like, that's nice. You know, that's nice. It It can impact the game, but it really doesn't impact the game all that often. How many balls are there in a week where a right fielder who has a great arm is going to keep a guy from a bag compared to a guy who has a weak arm. It happens. But when you're an in, when you're a shortstop or a third baseman and you have that kind of arm, it does make you better defensively because it just means that there are things you can do that other guys can't. And then when you add in Mason Wynn's development at the plate, which really was the big question, but also is something where, you mentioned it. He's always been a two-way player. I remember seeing him the first time as a rising junior at the Texas Scouts Association All-Star Game and him standing out. He stood out as much on the mound as he did at the plate. I do think with those guys that you do have kind of more development opportunity, more development potential, because once a player like that focuses on one side of the game, that they're, they may, I don't just want to say they're behind, but it's understandable. You see this with hitters who become two-way guys who focus on pitching, too. They just get better at it because all of a sudden, instead of dividing your time, now you're purely focused on one thing. And you've seen it with Mason Wynn this year. You've seen the steps forward he's made. And by the way, doing it while jumping a level, 
again, it puts him among the better shortstop prospects. It's a very good shortstop class of prospects in the minors right now, and he's among that top tier. We're talking to J.J. Cooper for another few minutes here on 101 ESPN. He's the editor-in-chief of Baseball America. If you haven't subscribed over there and you're a fan of prospects, you want to learn more about the Cardinal system, uh, I highly recommend uh, checking him out over at Baseball America. Uh, J.J., we've talked a ton about Jordan Walker, and we're going to continue to do so over the next year prior to him making his debut in the majors. What do the Cardinals have in him? Because, I mean, we've we've heard all the comparisons. John Mosellock has talked about how this is the best prospect position player-wise they've had in the system other than Oscar Tavares and Albert Pujols that he can remember. We we know about all of the exit velocity numbers. We, we've talked mm-hmm. about uh, the comparisons to guys like C- Chris Bryant before, and he has 15 stolen bases this year despite the fact that he's 6'5 and 220 pounds. What is this guy? What is he going to be for the Cardinals? <laughs> So there, there's a lot of, and I say that there are questions about that, not because there's much of a question. Jordan Walker is one of the best prospects in baseball. That's simple. Like we've done it. We just did a top hundred update. He is easily in the top 10. It's not a question at this point. I remember talking to a, a uh, you know, a, a, a front office official with another team last year, early in the year. And he's like, the combination of what Jordan Walker does is really rare to see at his age. Like, just watch for it. You've seen it. Just continue, continue, continue. The things, though, that I say that there are still questions that I'm kind of fascinated by are these questions of what routes are is is he what routes are he going to take? And I mean that from the standpoint of okay, where is he going to play? And that's not anything to do with Jordan Walker, but that's to do with when you look at the Cardinals and. The, the structure of their infield right now. Okay. So where is he going to play is an interesting thing that will be determined over the next year or two. The other is, is we talk about the exit velocities. Jordan Walker is, I would say at this point, more of a hitter with power potential being as a slugger who can hit a little bit. His swing, how he approaches the game is actually, I believe, kind of, driven and focused on on being a pure hitter first. I have no problem with that. When a player that young has that, you kind of figure they're going to get to more and more of their power, but it's a lot easier for a pure hitter who hits the ball really hard to get to more power down the road than it is for a slugger to learn how to hit. And that, so those are kind of the, I wouldn't even call them the to-do list for, for Jordan Walker. I think it's more of kind of the, the options are wide open. Is he going to long-term focus on hitting for average, or is he going to focus on hitting for power or trying to blend it somewhere in between? And the, the other one, like I said, is where is he going to play defensively, not because he can't play third base, but because there may not be an opening at third base. We've already seen it with Nolan Gorman. Okay, well, I, I think in Jordan Walker's case, I think that probably means that he moves. he could end up moving to the outfield, where I think he could be kind of prototypical right fielder potentially as well. But that's kind of a, a an open question because, again, just because of the cardinal structure. JJ, if you don't mind, I, I kind of have a, a hypothetical for you. And with the prospect okay. knowledge in mind of Jordan Walker, the topic sure. among so many people in St. Louis is, oh, Juan Soto might be available. And then they connect it to, oh, well, the Cardinals could trade Jordan Walker. I, I think BK and I have been on the, sta- the, the stance of, why would you trade the potential of somebody who could be a Juan Soto 
for Juan Soto and you're getting him cheaper and more control. If you were a general manager and that trade was in front of you with what you know of the Scott Boris client potentially going to the free agent market and making a ton of money for Jordan Walker, would you pull that deal off? And JJ, of course, it's not just going to be Jordan Walker, but you're including more, like Dylan Carlson yes. and potentially Mason Wynn and others as well. Right. I would say this. If you ask me, is Jordan Walker going to be Juan Soto? I will say no. And the reason I say that is just that if you look at the odds over the years, right? Like Juan Soto, what Juan Soto has done. For one thing, let's just make clear. At this, at Jordan Walker's age, Juan Soto was already really almost dominating the major leagues at that point. Like he was already an excellent hitter at the major league level at Jordan Walker's age. Now he's very rare in the fact that he did that. But if you look at what Juan Soto has done with his ability to get on base and hit for power at this age, Jordan Walker would have to be, would have to reach his ultimate 99th percentile ceiling to reach that. And that's not because Jordan Walker's not really good. That's because Juan Soto in the first five years of his career has been one of the best young hitters that we've seen in the major leagues in a very, very long time. That said, you hit the second part of this, which is, okay, what does acquiring Juan Soto do for your overarching team salary structure? I don't know if the Cardinals can acquire Juan Soto, because by the way, you could look at it as a two and a half year rental, or but you're probably hoping to lock him up long term. If you lock him up long term, you you are looking at a situation where, okay, that's going to be a, a big chunk of your salary structure for a very long time. And the Cardinals are, are one of the teams that can at least consider doing that. There are many teams. You don't have to worry about whether the Pirates are going to make a one photo move or the Royals are going to make a one photo move, things like that. But that's where it becomes more complicated is that. Is I, I don't think that there's a prospect package that you wouldn't give up for one. So there's not a prospect in baseball right now that you wouldn't give up in a Juan Soto deal. Juan Soto is that good, but you're not just, you hit on it. It's not just prospect package. It's also the salary structure of what you're talking about. Juan Soto is going to be a, even in arbitration, it's going to be a very well compensated player for the next few years. Final question that I've got for you, JJ, what do I make of Matthew Liberatore? Kind of, I mean, I know it's been a little bit up and down in the early going. What you make, to me, what I think Matthew Libertor is going to be is a reliable mid to back of the rotation start. I, I don't think you should expect him to develop into frontline ace. Doesn't mean he can't, but I think it's much more of something where you are, teams still need number five starters have kind of gone away, but you need your number threes and number fours. You need the guy who's going to go out there. Nowadays, I would say, give you a solid five. Used to be seven, but now solid five. And keep you in the game. He could end up being better than that. But if he does that for you, especially for a player who's, you know, who has many years of team control, who's on major league minimum, there's a lot of value to that. That's, to me, he's more reliable than he is remarkable, is the kind of the, the scouting report on Matthew Libertor. If he becomes healthy version of Steven Matz, is that a good thing for the Cardinals? Like that's that's kind of in line with what you're yeah. talking about there. 
that that would be to me again. That's that's a good outcome. He may be better than that. I don't want to put limits because like, sure. you do see guys who he's very. I mean, if you it's easy to forget how young he is for a, a big league starter. He may come through this year, come to the off season, and go. Okay, now I know what my the remainder of my to do list is to get better. And he may come back next year having kind of resolved some of those issues. He maybe his fastball may be a little sharper, maybe a little better. He may have figured out uh, a different pitch, things like that. There's all these things that can still happen, but I just look at him right now and say, okay, he's having a little bit of growing pains and settling at the major league level. He's had those in the minors at times, but him at his, not even his best, but him at his good can be a successful major league star. JJ, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much for hopping on with us on what I know is a crazy busy week for you guys over at Baseball America. People should check out all of the work that you guys are producing over there. They can follow JJ on Twitter at JJCoop36. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Sounds good. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.